This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. So, but of course, to get there, they have to play in the first round. So maybe it's probably <laughs> it's probably time we bring up, I don't think we've said their name outside of just casually, but the Brooklyn Nets are going to be their first round uh, opponent. Um, you know, watching that Heat game, and I know Doc Rivers called it like exercise after, so I, I recognize they weren't trying their best. But man, I think they would have beaten the Heat for sure. But I think they're just they're so lucky they got the Nets instead of the Heat. I think it's going to be such an easier series. I think the Heat would have been grinded out tough games at very least. Um, so just overall, I guess, what are your initial thoughts on the Nets? And if you have a, a preference of opponent take as well, I'll be interested in that. No, yeah. I mean, this was definitely the preferable matchup to Miami just in terms of the Jimmy Butler factor. Playoff Jimmy is genuinely a thing. We'll yep. see how that uh, plays out. Assuming they make the playoffs, by the way, they do have to win their play-in game or <laughs> potentially multiple games that they lose the second one. But I'm not expecting them to lose two straight uh, against no. who is it that they're playing? Atlanta, and then we'll, I guess we'll see from Toronto. And uh, I forget who the I have to look well, at the funny, standings here. The I last spent so is. much time this past weekend looking at like the West because it was so crazy that I almost just completely overlooked what was happening with the play and tournament with the uh, yeah. East. Yeah. So look, I think if you look at Brooklyn, they're sort of a basketball hipster's dream. It's like, oh my God, they have so many guys. And it's like, yeah, but they don't have a guy or the guy. And I, I think where you look, if you're trying to be an optimist for the Nets, is oh my God, look at Mikael Bridges' numbers. And they're awesome. Like he's scored, I want to say 27 points a game since yeah. joining Brooklyn on good efficiency. And that's all well and good. At the same time, he's not creating for basically anybody else. And they have a bottom 10 offense in the league during that time period. So that suggests to me, it's like, yeah, he can get his if you make him the guy. But if you were to just say, look, we'll let him do that. And we're not going to give space to any shooters. We'll play up on everybody else. And we'll say, hey, Mikhail, you can score 30, 35 points, but you're not going to do anything for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think that's an outcome that you live with because I think the offense will not be good enough elsewhere for them to do anything. I, I just think that that is probably the most straightforward path to success against them. They just don't have enough guys or they don't have the guy 
that you hand the ball to as a creator. And it's like, not only is he going to get his, but he's going to make sure everybody else gets involved too. You're not doubling any of these guys. You're not really worried about switching most of these matchups. If they, they win some of them that are favorable, that's fine. And then the other side of the ball, like they just don't have a prayer to defend Joel. Yeah. Right. Like I, I think they can do some things to junk up the game. I wrote about this this morning where if you put him in the middle of the floor and shrink the floor and he tries to drive against Claxton guys like Bridges and Finney Smith and Cam Johnson, they can dig down and they all got these long arms that they'll, they'll <laughs> bat at balls and whatever. And he'll have some turnovers there, but anybody who's defending him individually is just giving up so much size and weight and he's going to put guys in foul trouble. He's going to beat guys up, just like lean into them and move them back over and over again. Honestly, I would worry more that he might foul himself out or pick up foul trouble because he's playing so physical and they might just get calls from being the smaller players on the floor. So that we'll see how that plays out. I think he has like 60 pounds on all their players that actually play. Like Claxton is only 215. Like I think he's he's like to your point, considerably heavier and stronger than every other big man they have. Yeah. And like they're on sharp absolutely stinks like even that's fans are like please don't play this fucking guy so when you go into a series and there are so few answers for the guy who's already the best player in the series it's just like yeah your win conditions if you're brooklyn are are really tough to get to so i i just i think it's that simple honestly they have the best player and brooklyn's best options on offense none of them scare me in a way that like is going to do anything to change my mind, which is to say, I think this is a series they should win in four or five games. We'll give Brooklyn one of those just to say they win one at home, or maybe they steal the 1 p.m. opening game in the series. But otherwise, the Sixers are the better, more talented team, and they should win. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I'll do a a crossover, uh, and we will actually have some crossovers this week. We're going to try to do some stuff with some Nets pods, different Nets writers, so learn more about how trash the Nets are. But I do think like a, a a crossover for me that fits perfectly in this is when the New York Giants came to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Like you can talk yourself into the, well, they've had a better year than you think, and they're up and coming and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the Sixers are just far more talented than the Nets. Like point blank, period. Now, you, now if you were to say to me, what's a world where they lose the series? First of all, probably involves, knock on wood, Joel Embiid like being un- unallowed to play in six of them. I think even without Joel, they probably would still win the series or at least be extremely competitive. The only concern I would have with the Nets is they are kind of a too young to know what they don't know team. So I don't think they come in with the baggage the Sixers have. They do have good shooters. Like I, they, you, they would have to get pretty hot in order to beat the Sixers. But when you look, like Cameron Johnson can shoot, Mikel Bridges can shoot. Uh, you know, obviously Curry can shoot. Joe Harris, 
can shoot. I mean, they have a lot of guys. I mean, even I wrote this down. I did some some research coming into the pod. Oh, wow. Research. I know. I know. Well, now that we're talking about specific players, I have to be ready. But Royce O'Neal, 38% on five and a half threes. Like, they have guys that can shoot threes. That would be the only concern I would have. And they are young and athletic, whereas the Sixers are just not that. So there are some components that you worry about. But ultimately... They have nowhere close to the guy. To your point, Mikel Bridges, I think, this is a harsh comparison, but it's a little like Michael Carter-Williams where he's putting up great numbers. Oh, come on. Yeah, like He's better. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He's better. But the point I'm making is the Nets aren't like playing great. I mean, I think you know they maybe have won four of six coming in, but it's not like they're playing 700 ball since they got Mikel Bridges. Like They have had their fair share of, of poor basketball. So ultimately, I look at him and I go, they're athletic and young. Maybe that's a worry. They can shoot. But if these games are close, if they find a way to make it close, I just don't think Mikel Bridges has it in him for four minutes to carry the offense. Whereas the Sixers have, Embiid could do it for sure. Harden, if he's himself, could do it. And I think you could argue Maxi is maybe just as capable of carrying an offense as Mikel Bridges is if you look at some of the hot streaks he's been able to go on. So I think the Sixers have two guys that are way better than anybody else on the Nets. And then there's Maxi. So I I just think they're far, far more talented. And that's what will win the series for him. So Maxi's the interesting one in that I think this is the sort of team that he might struggle against. He did not have a they only played essentially one time with these versions of their teams. And yeah, he was not very good yet. in that game. He was like four for eleven, scored 12 points. And look, that's just one game. It's it'd be easier to say they have four games against this exact opponent. And we could say, yeah, he struggles against these guys, like he with the mm. Boston matchup. Um, but I do think if you look at their profile and you say, look, they have a lot of long, switchable athletes that those type of guys pose problems for him because he'll just pull out his dribble and turn his back and reset the offense. And I think if you put him in all these ball screens and just switch all of them, he's going to struggle to get by a lot of these guys. And so then it becomes – can you make shots over the top against defenders who are going to be like up in your face with these six, seven, six, eight, six, nine wingspans? Yeah. I think it's going to be tough for him. And then the other side of the ball, Maxi ends up on somebody like Mikhail Bridges on a switch. Like that's not good for them. That's obviously a situation that I think Brooklyn feels they can punish. End of the day, though, I do think there are enough guys in that Brooklyn rotation, depending on how Jacques Vaughn sets the sub it. Seth Curry and Joe Harris and guys like that. Those are guys that Maxi can pick on and certainly that Harden can pick on. And so I think the interesting dilemma for Brooklyn is, you know, how do you juice up the offense a bit and get all these shooters on the floor without totally compromising your defense? Mm -hmm. And I don't know that they're able to. And I think that's one of the things with obviously Ben isn't playing in these in this series because he's out for the season. Uh, but Nick Claxton, having him, having him as your center where he's your defensive linchpin, can switch everything, can defend Joel at least a little bit, he's a non-shooter. And so that already puts a non-shooter on the floor. If you have another one, then that is like, all right, we've seen that yeah. with the Sixers. We saw that with Ben and you know Dwight Howard or Ben and name <laughs> basically any other backup center that they played. That's a really tough thing to work around for against a playoff level defense. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I will, I'm interested to see how Tyrese does just because I think it'll be a harbinger of, you know, how he looks against Boston. 
Yeah, so, you know, you brought up Ben, and we'll get into more of maybe, like, the X's and O's matchup as the game one gets closer. But also, like I said, we are going to be doing some Nets crossovers, so we'll, we'll get some uh, some stuff from them, too. But do you think Ben will even come? Like, well, do you think Ben will be in the building and, like, on the bench? Has he been on the bench for games since So I was- jokingly in my article this morning said um, one of the big questions is, what does Ben Simmons wear on the bench? So- <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I would assume he does. I that'd be kind of a, a weird, a not weird to. look to yeah. not show for the playoffs of all things. But. It is crazy to think, and you you brought this up, but if you would have said before they're playing the Nets, we, this would be one of the most anticipated playoff series in recent six. Oh, history. the NBA would have been re- losing their goddamn minds. I know, I know. But now, now with no Ben, it definitely loses. Uh, it's no less Ben, no KD, no Kyrie, and it's just yeah. like, eh. I mean, all right. Well, I guess a, a question I would have then would be one one common criticism we've had of the team is they and they haven't really done it as much recently, but there was a stretch of six weeks where it felt like a problem where they just come out flat and they come out like not ready to go and the effort's poor. Do you like do you think there that's a risk? I know Saturday at one o'clock has upset written all over it. Now, I think they're minus one thousand to win the series. I haven't seen a game one line. Um, I guess that might be a little closer. But just mentally, I mean, do you think you've seen maturity from this team and their ability to say, all right, let's just take care of business and get this over with? Or do you think the Nets, in a way, poke at one of the Sixers' flaws, which is they sometimes take their competition maybe a little too uh, too easily? Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll definitely get some runs in as a result of that tendency. And I do think the 1 p.m. playoff opener is uh, – it's always ripe for the the underdog to come in and just yep. surprise some people. Um, I don't the think that win game one. Or am I wrong about that? I feel like they well, lost. Wanted, like every single year during the DeRozan Lowry era in Toronto, they lost game one in the first round. It was like <laughs> clockwork, and then they yep. would win the series anyway. So uh, there are some teams that just game one they come out flat, and uh, they need to be punched in the mouth once to be like all right, we got to get our asses in gear here. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater if they lose game one. I don't think they should. I, again, I think this is a series that they should be able to win in five games or less. I, I mean, if you told me they swept Brooklyn, I would not be surprised. But yeah. knowing their tendencies and saying everything I have about habits and not being able to shake who you are after a long regular season – I do think there's some sneaky potential for Brooklyn to get one in early. And then, you know, you win one at on your home floor. Not that Brooklyn has like a great home court advantage or anything, but no, they could make it a, a tough six game series. I think. Well, the, you know, like the, the visual of Joel having a mask on against Miami is making me think like, get this thing wrapped up early and get Joel on the bench. And in these games, if you are, if you are a big get him off the court because as much as we can, you know, say, don't take the nets for grant, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. The main priority of this series is just to get, get it over as soon as possible, get out healthy and get rested for the second round. Right? Like if, if this thing goes six or seven, I mean, God forbid seven, but if this thing goes six and you're exposing Joel to more injury, you're putting more minutes on his body, like all these guys hardened too, right. With the, the leg injuries he's dealt with, you just have to get this thing over with quickly. I don't think this is about like, you want to play great because you're going into a tough series and you want to be getting good reps in together as a team. But ultimately this is about get out, get healthy and just get ready for the second round. It would be a real shame if this ended up being hard minutes on Joel and Harden's body heading into the second round. Yeah. 
I and look, that's how it should yeah. work out. This is a mediocre team. I, I don't. That's just that's just the fact. It is. Like, and they're not. They since, might not even be mediocre. Honestly, they might be like below mediocre. They're a young team that has no track record of winning with no star. That is just a bunch of role players. Like they're right. It if is you add a star to this team who could be the guy, then okay, great. And you didn't take anything else away, but they just. Right. That's not the situation they're in. Since yeah. the since Mikhail Bridges and these guys joined the lineup, there's something like the 23rd best offense and the 17th best defense. Now, worth noting, during that time period, the Sixers are like 16th on defense, right? But also have a top three offense and have the best scorer in the NBA and James Harden and you know so on and so forth. So nothing about their profile says. This is a team. It's not like in college basketball where you head into the tournament and it's like the seeding's funky, but oh, Ken Palm says this team is actually <laughs> like the 10th best team in the country. And then that team goes on a run. Like none of the underlying stuff says, oh man, the Nets are a sleeping giant. The underlying stuff tracks with what we think. They're a middle of the road Eastern Conference team with no like clear cut A plus playoff level star. And that is the sort of team the Sixers should be able to dispatch relatively easily. Well, and that's why, to kind of put a bow on this before we get into MVP, like, had they gotten the heat, I think they would have won the series, but there would have been the underlying stuff of, like, veteran team, has won in the playoffs, has a guy you worry about, has given this team trouble. Like, there are things that you could point to that are beyond the Heat have been bad at basketball this year, right? Like the Heat are, are bad at a lot of things, but there's a lot of those components. The reason they're the perfect team is because they're inexperienced, they're young, they don't have the guy. Like they also don't, to your point, have those things where even just from a narrative perspective, you can talk yourself into it, right? Like if you're not a hardcore basketball guy and you're just simply looking at it, you go, oh yeah, they're in a completely unproven team that has nothing. Whereas with the Heat, you would go, well, they played good, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think that is one advantage for them as well is the Nets just don't have anything that should really give the Sixers problems uh, off the court from a narrative perspective as well. So as I mentioned, we are going to have Nets people on. We're going to do pods on those. Anything else you want to say about the season or the uh, series before we move to MVP? No, we can Good. talk we, about Joel probably winning the MVP. Fight. Yeah, we, we've successfully made it. So when they lose to the Nets, we'll look like complete fools for, for watching <laughs> uh, aside for 10 minutes.